and uh, go to our uh, our uh, go to the and we'll go to our uh, verse. So we're looking today at the proclaiming Messiah out of jealousy, chapter one, verses fifteen through twenty, and we begin with verse fifteen. True, some are proclaiming the Messiah out of jealousy and rivalry, but others are doing it in goodwill. One of the critical themes of this letter, letter to Philippi, is humility. The theme reaches a reaches its zenith, its highest point, in Philippians chapter two, where Paul gives the example of Yeshua, our righteous Messiah, and his humil and his humility that led to his death on the Roman execution stake, on the cross. In verse 15 and 16, Paul contrasts those who share the good news of the Messiah out of self-ambition, which would be an example of pride, and for those who humbly share the message of Messiah Yeshua. But all we see throughout, throughout the whole book, one of the themes that runs throughout this whole book is humility. And humility modeling Yeshua, our righteous Messiah. And Paul here in, in verse 15 is in this section here, 15 through 20, is, is, is talking about those who are out of pride sharing the message of the Messiah and his, his uh, concern to share with the people of Philippi. It's an important lesson on humility and the important, important lesson on the message of the Messiah being shared in the world. Paul is not criticizing the message, but rather their, their spirit of self-ambition. Paul Weber's below in verse 18, where he commends that the word of Yeshua is spreading, even if not done by worthy messengers. Let's read verse 15 again, just, and then we'll move into verse 16 through 17. True, some are proclaiming the Messiah out of jealousy and rivalry, but others are doing it. In goodwill. Verse 16 and 17. The latter act from love, aware that I am put where I am for defending the good news, while the former announce the Messiah out of selfish ambition, with impure motives, supposing they can stir up trouble for me in prison. So Paul here is, is, is speaking about two, two different people that there are those who are sharing the message of Messiah for their own own fame, for their own self-aggrandizement, for their own own desire for for attention, and even even a desire for wealth on their part. As as we as we can see today, in many many of those who who seem to be more interested in their accumulation of of things and and uh, jets and fancy houses over over the over sharing the, the the pure message of the Messiah. So Paul here is telling people of Philippi that there are those who are proclaiming the Messiah out of jealousy and rivalry, those who are doing it for their own self-aggressment, but there are others doing it in goodwill. So there are those who are proclaiming the Messiah, making Messiah Yeshua known in in of faithfulness to the God of Israel and, and in the right way. They're sharing it 
for the sake of making the Messiah known rather than making themselves known as a celebrity. Some of the reclaimers of the good news were doing it out of impure motives, such as their own self-aggrandizement, and through critic and, and as an, a, an act of criticism of Paul. Paul was the the uh, example of humility, the example of of one who who shared the message of the Messiah out of out of a Messiah-like humility. The people here in that he is he is confronting are those who are doing or sharing the message of the Messiah for their own fame, for their own glory, not for the glory of God and for the for the the true meaning of seeing people come to know Yeshua as, as the Messiah. In verse 18, verse 18 reads, but so what? All that matters is that in every way, whether honesty, honestly or in pretense, Messiah is being proclaimed. And in that I rejoice, yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Paul here does not excuse those who share the good news out of impure motives for their own own fame, for their own own uh, own motives for their to for their own gain for their own celebrity but he focused on the sharing of the good news where there is a false presentation of the good news where there is a, a impurely presented presentation of the good news paul will speak out forcefully and make clear that that, that those are who are bringing a false gospel what he calls an, another gospel which is not a gospel at all another message of the messiah he will speak out forcefully against that. But here the message is right from the presenter, but they have wrong motives. And Paul rejoices in the good news being spread, though he condemns those who are doing the work of making Messiah known, proclaiming the word of Messiah out of impure motives for their own, own fame, for their own celebrity, for their own wealth gaining. They are, despite their their impure motives if they're presenting the good news in truth the true good news of messiah yeshua paul rejoices in that he doesn't rejoice in the their pride and their focus on themselves that over overturned the the word of the messiah in their life and that that that, that they're they're doing it for wrong motives but the, if their message is pure if their message is on on the true gospel of Messiah, he can rejoice in that. Though he though he is unhappy, he's sad, and evil will go to to condemn the the impure motives. But he still holds true that the message is pure. Though the person who is presenting it is impure, he rejoices in the purity of the message. Like other Jewish teachers. Paul was willing to focus on the service performed for God, in this case, the sharing of the good news. Though the motives of the presenters may be flawed, Paul was content knowing that if the right message goes forth, lives will be changed for the better. In short, Paul focuses on the content of the message, the good news of Messiah Yeshua, which is perfect and leads to salvation and not the imperfect messenger. 
Paul here is focusing on the pure message of Messiah going out, even though the, the messengers themselves may be flawed. Paul rejoices that the message of Yeshua is going out, even though it is, is being sent out by impure messengers and those who are doing for their own own pride, for their own self-grandizement, for their own fame. Paul knows that people are coming to know God and becoming followers of Yeshua through the word of truth, that the message that was true was changing lives and people were coming to know the Messiah of Israel, despite the, in, the incorrect motives of those who were presenting it. And Dr. Stern, Dr. Stern's commentary says, it is the gospel that saves, the good news of the Messiah, not the preacher. The insincere evangelist is shoring up for himself judgment. But those who have come, but those who have come to Yeshua because of his words have eternal, have entered into eternal life. So Dr. Stern here is, is saying, is is in looking at what Paul is saying here, is that the importance that it was the message the pure message of Messiah was going out, even though the one who was presenting it was was problematic, that they were that they were doing it for their own own uh, glory rather than for the glory of God. But if people's lives were changed by the message, the message that was true, Paul was willing to rejoice in that. In verse 19, we read, For I know that this will work out for my deliverance because of your prayers and support I get from the Spirit of Yeshua, the Messiah. In this verse, Paul quotes the words of Job from Job 13.16a, from the Septuagint, from the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible. Taking Job's words to defend himself, declares faith in God's deliverance and apply to them, them to his own life situation as a righteous sufferer. As Job was an excellent and was an innocent victim of affliction and pain, Paul draws the example of Job to parallel his affliction in serving Yeshua. He takes comfort from the example of Job's eventual redemption from suffering and renewal of life. And our last verse we'll be looking today is verse 20. This will conclude our study for today. Verse 20 reads, and it, all, it all accords with my earnest expectation and hope that I'll have nothing to be ashamed of, but rather now as always, the Messiah will be honored by my body, whether it is alive or dead. I'll read that again because that will, that will lead into our, our study tomorrow. Where Paul will be looking over and his life and his impending his impending death by uh, by near under Nero, where he's looking at his life, whether to live or to die. But Paul here says, in all the courts of my earnest expectation and hope that I will have nothing to be ashamed of, but rather now is always the Messiah will be honored by my body, whether it is alive or dead. Paul wrote the Philippians this letter from prison where he was awaiting his appearance before the Roman Emperor Nero and his judgment that would, that, would, that would lead him to being executed. As he faced the reality of his execution and impending death, Paul reflects on his life 
and his great desire that the Messiah will be honored now as he lives, and that his death would also be honored, to, would also bring honor to Messiah and move forward the message of the good news. So Paul here is, is reflecting on and looking on his whole life and his life since he became the no Messiah from his encounter with Yeshua on the Damascus Road, where his whole life from that point on was about becoming more and more and more in the Messiah. The Messiah became his sole focus in his life and making the Messiah known and bringing honor to the God of Israel by his life was his focus from that time he encountered Yeshua on the road to Damascus till he took his final breath before the executioner took his life. So Paul here is, is, is looking now over his whole life and also looking over, over that his impending death, his impending execution under, under uh, Nero. And he, he's saying that I have, that, that looking over his life, he has nothing to be ashamed of, but rather now as always, the Messiah will honor my body, whether it is alive or dead. In reflecting over his time of life as his life in Messiah, he reflects over it and he, he is he is hopeful that his life has brought honor to the God of Israel, brought honor to Messiah, made Messiah known in the world because of his of his life of service. And now he is he is reflecting on as his life is coming near to an end about that life for Messiah, and that he is, he is saying that he, he has no regrets knowing that his life is about, about to be concluded, that his death is imminent at the hands of, hands of Nero. But he focuses on that for whatever left time he has left in his life, it's on the Messiah. So focused on giving glory to the God of Israel and honoring the Messiah, and that the Messiah will be honored by my body, whether it is alive or dead, whether he continues on living or his, his death, which, which is imminent. His focus, is, focus from, from now on is focused solely on bringing honor to the Messiah of Israel. All that he does is focused on making the Messiah known and, and becoming more and more in the Messiah. Paul's understanding of the importance of living as well as possibly and dying for the honor of God can be seen in the example of Rabbi Akiva from Berachot 61b. Rabbi Akiva, who, who was being executed by the Romans in a horrific way during the, the Second Jewish Revolt, while being killed by the Romans, it is said that Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva understood that his death was the way he could finally love God with all his soul. As he was, as, as he was dying, Rabbi Akiva understood that he was finally able to observe the words from the, from the Shema to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and that he was able now to tangibly, in his death, in his horrific death, that the Romans put him through, the torture and death. But he was finally able to tangibly love God with all his soul, with all his mind, with all his body, which was given over to death for the sake of the honor of the name of the God of Israel and for his stand as a faithful Jew against the Romans 
that were that had come to destroy Jerusalem and destroy the Jewish people in the land. And Paul here can can like like uh, like that like like the example of of a Rabbi Kiva who would come later later you know his death would be about about 70 70 or so years after Paul's but both of them understood that that their lives and their even their deaths would be a way for them to to give glory to God and to show that their love for God all their soul mind and body and Paul here is talking telling the people of Philippi and us by example that that should be the focus of our life too that whether we continue living on in life or whether we are to die, our whole being should be about giving honor and glory to the Messiah of Israel. That Yeshua, the honor of Yeshua and the, the, the witness to him in our lives should be so great that, that all that we do all that we seek to do in our bodies, all we seek to do in the life that we have, whether we have, you know, one year, five year, ten years, fifty years left alive to live, that focus of our life should be on honoring the Messiah, giving honor to the God of Israel by all that we do and all that we say and all that we, all of our actions, should be focused on that, and that we too, like Paul here and. Also, by by Rabbi Kiva, who later would understand that in our our lives and in our deaths, we have given honor to the God of Israel, and we have really shown our love for God with all our soul, mind, and body. And especially here with Paul, Paul and, and Akiva, who were ex, who were who were executed for their their faith, they were actually able to do that tangibly to. To in in their death, to show their love for God with their with their soul, mind, and body, that may not be, you know, that may not be the what the way of our death by by execution. But the focus is is still the same. That as we live, we live for the Messiah. We live to give honor to the Messiah, and our lives, both our lives now until our final breath, to be focused on. Making the Messiah known, giving honor to the God of Israel, walking in His ways, ordering our lives—if we are our Jewish followers of Yeshua—according to God's Torah and His commands, to those from the nations, to to live in faithfulness to the God of Israel by your faith trust in Yeshua. In doing so, we give honor to the God of Israel, and truly live out live out our our faith trust in him that our faith trust is not just a mental acceptance of a belief system or an or theology or or an idea of faith but truly becoming talmudim of yeshua what yeshua called his talmudim his disciples to make disciples of the nations that we are called not just to be ones who give mental assent belief system but those who are truly talmudim those are the students those are disciples the ones who who seek to model our lives after our righteous messiah yeshua who is our messiah who is the the messiah there is no other 
and he is the one that we should model our lives after. And Paul here, in these words, looking to the, the, the imminent, his imminent execution under, under, under Nero, that he wanted to be sure that every, every moment until that final breath was focused on giving honor to the Messiah. And he commends that to the Philippians to live their lives in that way, that to live as long as they live in this life for the Messiah and to focus their lives on making Messiah known and living to give honor to the God of Israel through our following the example of Yeshua, righteous Messiah. So that would conclude our time for today. We looked at Philippians 1, 50 through 20. Tomorrow we'll look at Philippians 1, 21 through 26, a section that I entitled, To Live or Die. And Paul will continue talking about his impending execution and whether he, he wants to, to, to have the execution come soon so that he can go instantly to be in the presence of the Messiah, or if it would be better for him to actually stay on in this life for a little longer, to make Messiah known in, in Rome, and to be a source of encouragement and teaching to the followers of Yeshua throughout the world, throughout the communities of faith that he started. So he will be looking at that, at his impending death, and it will be better for him to continue living or to go and to leave this world to be instantaneously with Messiah Yeshua and instantaneously in the life of the world to come. We'll be looking at that tomorrow. And again, thank you for watching. This is Letter to Philippi Live, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time, coming to you on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, and on our website, lettertophilippi.org. And Letter to Philippi Live is an initiative of Letter to Philippi, a new Messianic Jewish theological and teaching organization, of which I'm the founder and teacher. And if you want more information on Letter to Philippi, just go to lettertophilippi.org. There you can, you can fill out a contact form, ask any questions you want. You can leave a prayer request. We want to be praying for you. You can purchase a copy of my Messianic commentary on Philippians on a resources page. You can make a contribution to our work, either a one-time or an ongoing contribution to, to keep this work going. We, we, are, we are an independent ministry, not funded by any outside organization. We, we, we continue on based on, based on the, the, the sacrificial giving of those who, who participate in, in learning with us. We ask you to make a contribution to keep our work going and to keep this message of Messiah going out over the internet. And if you have any other, other questions or want to read about our, 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 uh, our mission statement, we have that on there. And other things, just go to lettertophilippi.org. You can find out whatever information you want on us. You can actually also watch previous classes if you missed them. We have that on our, our teaching section with the recorded, recorded messages. So thank you for watching. Again, we'll be back tomorrow looking at Philippians 1, 21 to 26, to live or die, as Paul is continuing to reflect on his impending execution and his life that he's lived for the Messiah of Israel and how he commends on the Philippians to understand that their whole lives should be focused on becoming more and more and more in the Messiah 
And that should be our focus too, to become more and more in the Messiah every day. So thank you for watching and we'll see you tomorrow and uh, have a blessed day.